This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So for sure, the next solo episode is going to be a reflection on my past two weeks. I just landed yesterday after spending two weeks, one in Dallas, one in San Francisco, helping my two brother, two of my brothers and their wives with their new babies. They both, I'm, the, I'm a first time aunt twice in two weeks. <laughs> so it was so fun to spend time with them. And it came on strong this summer that I just really wanted to be a different kind of aunt than had been modeled for me. I literally love my aunts and we were in are in relationship in a way that I think is just kind of traditional, you know, like we do holidays together and when I was little they sent us Christmas presents and when we're in town we're, we don't all live in the same places. When I'm in town, of course I call them and I check in, you know, maybe a couple times a year. But I just really wanted my nieces to understand that they can be 100% themselves with me, that I'm there. I wanted my brothers and both my brothers' wives to understand that their family can rely on us. And they there, there doesn't have to be like any facade. That was really my goal. And so I just wanted to go land, obviously, they're little babies, they're seven weeks, so they're not thinking about how they're going to show up later in life. But I just was like, okay, so if that's who I want to be when they're teenagers and in their adult life, like, well, how do I want to show up right now? And so I just wanted to go. I wanted to be helpful. I wanted to cook. I wanted to hold. I wanted to really honor whatever it was they were creating in their households. And it was so interesting because both babies are so, so different and both families are operating so differently and each of them are perfect for their exact situation and each baby totally got the perfect family for them. So it was an amazing thing to witness, to be a part of. I'm so excited I did it and I really missed my house and my kids and my husband and my dog and just being home. So I'm excited to be here as well. So anyway, I'm going to I want to do a whole episode on really becoming because I think this was the closest story that I have to right now on really 
getting clear on who I wanted to become in a certain role and understanding what that meant and making like a non, like there was no drama, you know, I just like made a plan. I did it. I was so present and I can see how it will unfold. Does that make sense? And I can tell you that in business, sometimes at home, like there's more, it's a little harder to make choices. So it was a really good example on how getting really clear on who you want to become, how that can really shift things. So I'm going to be talking about that more. But for right now, I want you to meet our amazing guest today. So this is part of the series. I think we're on number four out of five, where I am talking to current Flow 365ers who are doing amazing work. Flow 365 is probably, I would say, 75% entrepreneurs and 25% women who are, are working um, in jobs that are entrepreneurial. I've noticed that everybody really wants to change their workplace if they're working for somebody else or be really good leaders or f- be able to change the focus on their work. Sometimes people are looking for new work, um, but we're a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of entrepreneurs that you know I would reach out to and ask to be on this show. So I decided to pull some who really understood the flow planning process to be on the show. And you've heard them over the last couple of weeks. If you haven't, you should definitely go back and listen because there were some great ones. And Alicia is one of our newer members who I asked to come on. She has an amazing, well, it's funny. You're going to love this episode because in my head, she was going to come on and teach us all about writing content and what that meant and, and looking at getting content out. And we talked a lot about relationships and motherhood and all these other things that are so rich. And I'm so excited for you to hear them. And she wrote an article a couple months ago because she had um, was really helping her college age kids to plan to be productive in college. And I was listening to her and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to get you on the show. So all these different aspects, some of them we cover, some of them we didn't. Some I had to ask her outright because she's such a wealth of knowledge that she had so many great things to share that I literally didn't even know about. So we talk about empty nesting. We talk about calling that the shift, which is the name of this episode. Um, She talks a lot about having kids leave and how that opened up energy and how she's really leaning into her work. And she also shared, we went back in time to really understand how her work unfolded as she was being a mother. Um, And it's a really good conversation. So I hope that it serves you. I hope that you love it. And yeah, you're just going to love Alicia. And if you are interested in, after you listen to this episode or any of these other episodes, if you're interested in Flow 365, head on over to that page, um, read more about the program specifically. We are in an open enrollment period because our next retreat is at the end-ish of October. I think it's on the third week of October, which is a great um, entry point. We're always actually open for enrollment, um, but there are these inflection points that I think are a really nice time to come in, and this happens to be one of them. 
So if you want to learn more, head on over. Because enrollment's open, you can actually sign up right now on the page, which isn't always true. A lot of times we have a waitlist button there. We are going to, the waitlist button is kind was kind of nice because it enabled us to then follow up and get on the phone with you and see if it's a, a good fit, see if it makes sense to take you off the waitlist and bring you in. And I realized that those conversations are really helpful. So look for a button on the page as well where you can be in conversation with us if you're like, I don't know if this thing is for me. Like, I don't know if I can make the time. I don't know if it works for my situation. It sounds really cool and appealing, but I'm just not sure. Then hop on the phone with us and we'll have an honest conversation with you. We don't want to, well, we want to have you if it serves you, but we don't want to have you if it's not going to serve you, if it's not quite the right moment for you. All right. All right. So with no further ado, let's get the amazing Alicia Berberich on the show, who loves helping women achieve their goals and has been doing this for many years. So let's hear what she has to tell us today. Alicia, welcome to the Plan Simple podcast. I almost forgot the name of my podcast because it's been a long day today, but thank you so much for being here with me today. So excited to have your point of view today. Um, So welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. All right. So this is part of our amazing, amazing, amazing Flow 365-er series, because every time I meet the entrepreneurs in Flow 365, I am like just floored by all the things that are going on, where you've come from, what you're balancing. So let's start with sort of your your story. Will you tell us a little bit about who you are um, and what you've balanced or are balancing? Well, it's... um... It's interesting because I just became an official empty nester. I dropped my youngest son off at university, and now I have a big, quiet house. Uh, my husband is away. And it's Amazing. How many kids do you have? I forgot. Three kids. I have twins. Three kids. Uh, yeah. So I have three kids in college. And Amazing. it's been wonderful having them. Their time at home was extended because of COVID, so I've had them around much more than otherwise, but I love having my kids around and having them gone is really tough. But it's, you know, it comes time. I've been thinking about this whole thing about that I'm calling the shift and everyone focuses on the empty nest syndrome, but I think that's only part of it because once your kids leave, it frees you up with a lot of time and energy, but also as you go, as we go through menopause and, and our body suddenly has more energy for doing other things besides menstruating, it creates even more energy. So we have this time to shift into finding a new way of being and a new way of, of, of expressing ourselves in the world. So I am like big into my shift. Oh my God. I love that. And I want to get back to your story, but I just have to comment because for a few years now, we've, we've gotten a number of women in, in, in flow 365 who, um, you know, are, are heading into this empty nest stage before, you know, before me. And so a few years ago, I was like, well, what if we just called it open nest? Like, what if it was just like a, a time where we could like open up and like, see what's next, see what the possibilities are, see what shifted. Um, so I've been saying this for years. And as you well know, I'm, I'm not an empty nester, but I did just let my first of three go off to college. And oh, my God, I'm just like, I don't even know why I was speaking up about this before. Like every single night, I, it mostly hits at dinner time, like because he's my boy. I have two; the other two are girls. Like, I guess he that consumed empty more seat at the table. Yeah, the empty seat at the table. The the, the 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 we need less food. Like, I mean, like 
every night I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, why did I make this much food? And so every night at dinner, I really notice his not being here. Um, of course, every time I walk by his room and everything, but really at dinner, I notice it. And so pretty much every night after dinner so far, it's only been a week, I lose it. <laughs> my whole family is like, what is happening? So I haven't found the, the openness in it yet, but I, I suppose I'm not fully an open nester, but I know it will come because I, I see all these amazing women doing going off and shifting in all these amazing ways. So I get to watch it. So fun. All right. So tell us more. Tell us about the other pieces because yeah, I love all that yeah. you balance. It's a big time of their life. Well, my whole, my whole life has been about connecting and drawing women together in connection um, because I really think we need to support each other in all that we go through. I went to an all girls high school in San Francisco growing up and that had a huge impact on me. And uh, when I was working in the 1991, <laughs> so long ago, um, I was networking in San Francisco. And one of the things that really I became aware of is that there was no big organizational group for women for networking in San Francisco. The chamber didn't have anything that was geared towards women. And anywhere where you go where it's a mixed audience, it's always the men that get attention yeah. over the women because they get recognized more, they speak up more. So, so I decided the chamber needed to have their own women's organizations. So I convinced them, uh, which was no easy job. But anyway, I started the Women in Amazing. Business Roundtable. And they they expected it to be like a small group, 25 to 30 women that would come to this event. And I said, no, I needed a bigger platform than that, because that's just not going to be enough room. And they were very shocked that the first event, we had almost 250 women that came because they were so excited to have a place that was just for them and a way a way to connect with more people. So that was how I started my whole connection career uh, at that time. And that was really fun. And then lately in San Francisco, I was have been doing, prior to COVID, I was doing women's marketing luncheons where we I would get small groups of women together to connect and meet each other and, uh, and have lunch and talk about what they're doing and how we could help each other. So bringing women together to connect is uh, like the backbone of my existence. Oh my God, that's amazing. I didn't even expect that answer to come out of you. I was like, you're going to tell us how you're a writer and all these amazing things you do. So so keep going. Tell us more. I mean, I love that that's part of the story. Yeah. No, no, I started, I, I, I've been, uh, I got into coaching originally because I wanted to help my kids, my daughters to grow into the best they can be. So I thought I need to learn to coach so I can really help them do that. But through the coaching, I became an accountability coach. <gasps> oh my God, I love that. I love, love, love that. That's such a good reason. Because I think when they get into teenagehood, like that's yeah. what we need to become. Oh my gosh, so good. Okay, keep going. Well, I'll just, I'll just say because if I was the worst teenager, not, well, not the worst, but I mean, I just like didn't get along with my mom at all. And we had such a caustic relationship that I didn't want my relationship with my daughters to be that way. So I needed to find out how to communicate and help them grow and blossom to be the best they can be. And that was my driving force. So anyway, I became yep. an accountability coach and really love working with people. And I started doing workshops to help women identify what's important to them, what their values and goals are, and how to help them move forward. And then I helped them to really set out a plan to achieve their goals. So, and because of that, they like they needed copywriting. So I'm like, all right, I need to learn to help them with their copy. So I became a certified copywriter. <laughs> And uh, I, I had been in advertising and marketing before that. So I, I'm really good with marketing strategy. So I help them put together strategies and help them with their copy to help them really to reach their goals that they have for their business. So that's what I love working with women as their marketing partner. 
So that's, that's what I'm doing now. Amazing. All right. But you have to tell the other part, because I think this is ingenious of like when, I don't even know if you're still doing this today as we talk, but I know you were doing it a few months ago, but like when to exercise, tell us how you weave that into your life. Cause I love this part of the story. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, that it's so funny. Well, I love it too, because I um, hate exercising. I'm so lazy. I would rather sit at my desk and work or do anything. But I decided after my son was born like 19 years ago, I needed to do something. And so I figured, well, I could work out with the water aerobics people at the pool. I mean, they're much older. I could probably keep up with them. <laughs> so I went to the water aerobics class. And um, and plus, I'm super shy. And I the thought of putting on a bathing suit was overwhelming. But anyway, I went to that class. And after being there three or four times, the teacher came and she had laryngitis. And so she said, you know, Alicia, I'll tell you what to say. And then you can lead the class and help them do this. So I was like, oh, OK, fine my voice projects. I have three kids. Um, and so I led the class and she said, you were so great. You need to start teaching water aerobics. And so I've been teaching water aerobics for 19 so years amazing. and I love it. And it's really, fun. So not only do I work out regularly, but I get paid to work out, which is even more awesome. Yeah. I mean, just the whole, that whole story is just, is just so amazing to me. I, I love it. Um, so will you tell me and how many people yeah. can say they go to work in their bathing suit? <laughs> not I <laughs> actually I have this it forces I, me to, yeah go ahead it, force, it forces me to you know not lose a uh, shape of my figure because everyone's looking at me as the motivation oh my gosh I love it I love it so much so and it's amazing you've done it for 19 years that's kind of almost unbelievable and very cool um all right and I've had some of the same it's it's been really depressing lately because three of my very favorite students died this year. Oh. So that's been kind of sad because the same people have been with me for so long and they were much older to begin with. And now we're all older. And so it's hard. But anyway, they're la these clients of mine are lasting into their 90s. So water aerobics is doing something good for them. <laughs> that's amazing. Maybe we should all go try water aerobics. Actually, that sounds strangely strangely fun like yeah the only thing i can't figure out is you're in san francisco which stays a little bit more temperate i've definitely like gotten into the swimming thing less the aerobics thing but the swimming thing but gosh come like january february in new england when like you have to like get in the snow to get to the pool i'm just like i'm out <laughs> like that's like too much i can't leave now with wet hair but it is it is really fun all right. So is there anything we're missing in like terms of like current life? I'm trying to think. I just, it's all so good. No, but you know, my husband is retired. So that's had a huge impact on my life and my day and what's happening. So that's the other thing. Will you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, before I was very able to regulate my day because he would go off to work, which was lovely. And now he's like breathing, breathing down my neck. Oh, let's have coffee. Oh, let's go for a walk or let's go shopping or let's do this. And I'm like, I'm trying to focus here. Like I have work to do. It's like, he just wants me to be his playmate and pay attention to him and keep him company. And, uh, I like to do my work. So that's, yeah. That's, well, that's, that's interesting because it's interesting. Well, it's for two reasons. One, because I've actually met a number of women lately on workshops who have that exact same issue. And I'm always like, well, it's so interesting that like women want to keep going. It's like we have this amazing second wind. And I feel like very often that second wind or third wind or whatever it is, is like, it's like the strongest piece of work that we want to put out in the world. And it, it's happening as some people are coming into retirement, which is just 
fascinating to me, that piece of it and like why it's Which happening ex- to us. It's exactly what I was talking about earlier, the shift. It's the shift yes. that occurs because we've gone through menopause, we have freed up energy, the kids are gone, we have freed up energy. We've had to, our, our life has been pulled in so many directions beforehand with kids and house and dogs and husbands and taking care of all of these other things. And now all of a sudden we have time to focus and we can really accomplish what we've been put here, what we're called to do. It's really our time to to live out our purpose and mission here. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and then our husbands go retire. But what I was also going to comment on the husband's going to retire is that my husband is definitely not retiring. And I hope that he finds his next thing because, you know, at some point, like I want, ev- I want everyone, including all the male and female people I know to find their passion in life. Um, but working home at COVID, uh, it reminds me of like similar challenges. Like, so I've always been married to somebody for whom I work at home. And like, yes, I get kids home at some point, like at 3 p.m. and that kind of thing. But I have been home alone for some piece of the day or at least in control of the home. So it's just, and now all of a sudden, suddenly like, you're we're not, home. Your husband yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what's happening? Focus is not. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. It's, it's very, very weird. All right, so you are in Flow 365. Will you tell us a little bit, like, how that's affected any part of all this? Flow 365 is so awesome because it really helps me to focus each week on Monday and setting out my plan for what, you know, it's like, the shoemaker whose kids don't have any shoes. Like I can help my clients plan and do all the things that that they need to do to reach their goals and get their stuff done. But then I don't take the time to do it for myself. And that's what I love about Flow 365 is that you're like, okay, come on, we're doing our planning now. We get this great planner that we, we work with. I love the Flow Planner. And then it helps us. It asks you the questions that you need to think about. It gives you space to put every to organize your week. I, I like the weekly one best myself because I like to have my full week there that I can see. And then and then what's 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 actually I think is really the best part is that after the week. There's a whole review process to go through and learn the lessons that you need to learn from the week because so much of planning and organizing is getting the plan and planning your week. But the really critical part comes at the end of the week when you look back and say, okay, what worked, what didn't work, what can I do better next week? And that's really the most important part. So I love the process that we go through. It's really amazing. Amazing. So Thank you. I love that. And I love that. I love that you love it because I, I, I look to you and I'm like, wow, you're like already this really organized person who's like done so many things. And so I love that it still is useful um, to somebody such as yourself, which makes me feel really good um, and, and on purpose. So the next part of this, I really want you to impart your wisdom um, on our community, like, because you you have a good, you know, you know, all the people in flow. And so that's sort of like, you know, a little microcosm of who everybody is who's listening. Um, just based on, you know, what what you do for work, or, um, you know, just just what you've learned in this amazing life you've led. And it's funny because as I've asked this question of everybody else, I've been saying like, you know, what are your three pieces of advice? And so I don't know if you're going to have three or five because two of the things I would love, love, love you to share with our audience are number one, if you have any insights about those boundaries around a husband being home. And number two, um, I've, I, I read this article you wrote that I just 
just has so much wisdom in it about coaching your kids when they're away and how you've helped them with time management. So if you want to impart any pieces of those wisdom sprinkled in, I would love to hear it. And I know our audience would too. Oh, oh sure. One of the one of the biggest things that I because most of your most of the people in flow have uh, are in everyone's in a different place with their kids. But yes. I think the thing that is most critical for parents to think about with kids is that even though it's like an 18 year window with each child, the days are long, but the years fly by. And it, it really hurts my soul when I see people who put priorities on cleaning the house and, you know, doing all these kind of external things as the priority when the real priority is just to be with your child and be able to talk to them and have communication with them and to listen to them and really to be present in the moment for them. And that I think is the most critical thing because, you know, we're where we are in our stage of life, but our role as mothers is really to foster the next generation of who's coming through. And the thing that I didn't have growing up is a relationship with my mother. She was busy doing her thing and she, she knows nothing about the torrents that I went through growing up. And I wanted, it is super important for me to be here for my kids. And I, I put aside many things that I could have done because my priority was to be here for my girls and my son and to support them and whatever they were going through you know, whether it's going to water polo games or dance recitals or whatever it is, like I wanted to be there for them. And now they, they have, they've all left, but they have the, they have the feeling that support is always there for them. Yeah. And if there's anything I could tell any parents and I stop strangers on the streets and try to tell them in their life. It's so critically important to be present and give them the time and attention that they need to, to stop what you're doing you know, it, things always seem so urgent at the moment, but the focusing on not the urgent, but the important, the important thing is being there for the time and attention for your kids and asking their opinions and listening to what they say. And I mean, how many of us has, have as women feel like no one's listening to us, no one validates us? Well, I mean, it's the same thing with kids. So we need to do the listening and validating for them so that they can grow up and feel like their voice can be heard. And especially for our daughters, yeah. like get your voice out there, get it heard, speak up, you know, yeah, absolutely. build some resilience in terms of creating that. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really about that. That's, that's like my most important advice. And really, I think the second bit of advice is just exactly what we do in flow. It's like, you're going through all these weeks, but are you really looking at what you're learning from this and how you can make it better? Like, it's like you, you start driving when you're 16 or 17 or whenever it is. And like you learn in the beginning, but then, okay, I've been driving for what, 50 years. (laughs) Okay. 48 years. And, um, and it's like, I'm I'm not significantly better than when I was 18 because I'm not getting, it's not a, um, a deliberate practice. I'm just doing it. Yep. And, but the deliberate practice means you're taking and learning from what you've done so that you can be better at it. Yep. And by going through each week and thinking about what can I do to be better? How can I make this a deliberate practice as opposed to just something I get through? You don't want to get through your life. You want to live it and make it the best you can to be the best you can be. So really taking the time to, to learn your lessons and, and go to the next step. That's so, so it's so interesting. Number two. 
Yeah, and it's so interesting. I just have to comment on both of those because, first of all, both of those are, have been super important to me. Um, and yeah, I mean, and, and you know, I always tell people like, you know, it's so important to always be present, but I, I feel like presence with kids especially gets noticed more and more. And I wish somebody would have told me that because I feel like there was like all this pressure when they were like, teeny tiny. And yes, there's like so much, you know, science behind attachment and being close. And like, if I was choosing, I actually would have chosen the later years, like way over the early years. Like if I, you know, if I was really, you know, planning the whole 18 years, yeah, in, in advance. Um, but the, the thing I want to say, especially for anyone who, you know, didn't have a mom who listened to them. Um, and, you know, doesn't feel like feels like it's hard to hear your kids. Um, some like for me, it's just been so important to be heard myself, like as I'm doing it, like, right. So it's like, I think a lot of us, we just, we grew up at a time when like we were kind of on our own more so than kids are right now. And so sometimes we just need, like, we need to be heard in that way um, in order to, to really be able to do that for them. Um, and it, it also, to me, helps with that piece of the same exact gesture helps for, helped a lot with for me with that piece of really looking at what I did and didn't do in a week and to not be like this totally mean person to myself, <laughs> you know, and be like, no, I can like be kind and still like look at this and be like, wait, why did I do that? You know, and could I do that a little bit differently? Or like, you know, what's going on? Like, what's making this happen? And really have a conversation with myself. But I just wanted to mention that 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 took a lot of practice, because I know it was at the beginning, it was really hard. I was really, I was really mean, I would say things to myself that I would never say to another human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, keep going. I think these are great. most precious moments uh, in bringing up my kids was when we, when I picked up my kids from school and we would walk home hand in hand and they Aww. would tell me about their day. And in the beginning, they would never say anything. How was your day? Fine. Uh, what'd you do? Nothing. Did you, did you, what'd you have for lunch? <laughs> Crap. You know, like, they, they, but, but, you know, like, slowly I ask questions so that they would begin to talk and then it would come out and then it would just like spiral out because really they were so pent up and they were trying so hard to hold themselves together that eventually it just all came out. And that to get to that point with your kids and the reward for doing that is now that they're like, he's 19, my twins are 22. Now they call me and they want to tell me what they're going through every day and they really want to share it. And when I'm in a crisis point or when I need help, they can respond to me in a constructive way to help me to say, to figure out what's going yes. on so I can say it. Yeah. Amazing. And really learn that lesson. You start helping you or me, you know, to, to identify what, what we're going through is it's really nice to know that, oh, okay, all that effort I put in, it's, it's paying off because they're really able to support me in the way I need to be supported because of the example I showed them when they needed to be supported. Yeah, I got to walk, walk to school this morning with my 16 year old and she like reached out and held my hand the whole way. And I'm like, I can't make my, this up. Like, so fun. Like, she like, we like got into like all the 16 yeah. year old other kids and there she is. She's still holding my hand and she gave me a big hug goodbye. And, you know, I kept going on my walk and she went to school and I was like, oh, I love it. See, you've done a great job. Like, they're not embarrassed to be seen with you. 
Yeah, and I mean, for anyone Great. listening whose kids are embarrassed to be seen with them, yeah. I still, I always think there's repara- reparation that can be done. So don't take that personally. But it is nice when you know right. Right. when it when it works. Right. Yeah. All right. So it's what's okay. next? They still come. And then for insights for how to deal with a retired husband who's like interfering with your day, what I've done is like <laughs> have times where I'm just focusing on my work and times where I focus on him so that he's able to get his needs met. So we plan in advance because we're doing regular weekly planning uh, when we're going to do our walks together, when we're going to have meals together. And then when, when are my times when I really need to focus on work? So he knows and he can plan his thing. So he started to cultivate a, group of guy friends that he can do it with. He's picked up some little hobbies that are, are good for him to do that I'm not interested in. So by consciously planning your weeks together so he knows when you're working and when you're available, that's been been super helpful. Amazing. I love that. Really super helpful. Yeah. We do that as a family actually with teens as well, which is very helpful just so that everybody's clear. <laughs> Like everyone's clear what's happening. Yeah. Mostly it's for me, but like so right, but it helps. It helps on. everybody. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Any business pieces of advice? Because you're so about about what? No, well, I was just asking for your three pieces of advice, but I, I I geared you because I know you had these, these nuggets that I wanted you to tell everybody, but, but tell us a little bit about, I mean, I feel like you're, you're so good at helping women be seen and market themselves. So, so tell us what, what, what you think we need to hear around that. Well, I think the thing that's really the process that I go through with my clients, which I think really makes a difference is for them to have perfect clarity on what their values are. So they're focusing their efforts on the right way. Because Mm. if family is your number one value, you don't want to have work taking up most of your time when you should be working with your family. So being really grounded in your values is the first thing to be able to have a life that you're happy with. So understanding your values, understanding your goals and, um, really making sure that they're all aligned makes a huge difference so that then when, when, when you're, when you establish your goal and they're in alignment with your values, then how you're living out each day can follow, follow that. So you're got everything working together instead of grinding your gears of trying to do things that are not in alignment with what you want to do. Yeah. I really think using this process, looking at your, your future self of where you want to be in five years and, and figuring out, okay, if this is, how I want to be in five years, then going backwards, how, how do I create that today? What do I need yeah. to do today to do that? We love that practice around here. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, have we missed anything? I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. You tell me if we've missed anything, you have so much wisdom. You're like, literally you're so much wisdom. No, no. One thing I really want to share is I've always been very interested in fashion, but I'm not, I'm like, I would wear the same thing all week and I'm not into makeup or anything. And, but my two daughters, the twins are both every day. They dress themselves up all perfectly and fix their hair and makeup, even though they're just sitting at home studying or doing whatever they're doing. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of amazing. And, and it's because it gives them the space to know that I'm the best I can be today at, you know, for myself, I'm, I'm dressing and taking care of everything for myself. I eat healthy for myself. Like I'm, I'm really self-care is a priority for this Gen Z group that's out there now. And I think I really can learn a lot from that because I, I don't put myself first. I put 
put them first or, you know, funny how for so many people, convenience is the priority. What's the most convenient thing to do? Well, do you want to drive your life on convenience? No, it's not about that. It's about making the effort and making things special and really creating magical moments for you and your family. And I think if we focus on creating magical moments, we're all going to be so much happier. And it's, it's just a lovely process. So I love it. I, I, I literally, I, I thought we were going to press record and this was going to be all about business. So I, I feel so blessed that this was all about family and, and yeah, it's beautiful. I love all of that. Um, amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for all your wisdom today. Tell people how they can find you. I am very big on Twitter right now and it's Alicia Berber, uh, you know, at Alicia Berberich on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Alicia underscore Berberich and on my website is uh, aliciaberberich.com. So I'm pretty consistent Alicia Berberich. <laughs> Amazing. And we will put all that in the show notes. And it's, it's really funny because you're the second person I've talked to this week in an interview way that um, was talking about Twitter and how much they loved it. And it's funny because I just like, I don't know. I just haven't thought about Twitter in a long time, but both of you are so like having so much fun with it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm missing out and I have to go back and check out Twitter, see what it's all about again. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's so fun. Cause you really can, can connect with, or I really can connect with people in a great way. And, and we have, you know, ongoing relationships talking back and forth, you know, typing little tweet things, you know, it's, it's really fun. Oh my gosh. So fun. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. And um, I'm glad. And and the reason people would reach out to you and follow you on Twitter is because you're supporting women in, like, tell us what you coach on real fast. Like, tell, like, explain a little bit more why someone, I mean. Accountability. Yeah. I, I work with women who are trying to achieve big goals and need help to stay on the path. So Awesome. I help them like figure out that they have the right goals and, and follow up. It's like having an accountability partner. It really helps. Amazing. We, 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 I know, <laughs> I know that helps. So that's great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. This was a real pleasure. Good. My pleasure to be here and share with you. All right. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where change happens. But here's the thing. When we feel like we're wanting big changes, we associate that with needing to take big action. And I have seen over and over and over again that the actions don't have to be huge. They can be little things that shift our lives in a big way. So at the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action. And this series, which is coming to an end next week, where we are just taking a couple, a handful of our Flow 365ers. Every Flow 365er is amazing. And as people are in Flow 365 for a bit, um, everyone you've heard from has been in for a year, um, then we've been wanting to just pull out some of our amazing entrepreneurs and highlight them here. And so that's what we've been doing. And we did ask a little bit more explicitly for three pieces of advice, but I still thought it would be useful to pull them out at the end so you can make your choices. So here is the first doable change from this episode. Set your plan and reflect. 
Use the flow planner because it gives you the questions you need to think about to organize your week and create your plan on Monday. And at the end of the week, reflect on what worked and what didn't. This starts to help you figure out what you can do better next week. So you don't have to get the flow planner to do this, although Alicia is a big fan. So you can just simply make a plan at the beginning of the week, see how aligned you can get it to how you feel. We do ask some great clarifying questions in the planner, but you can ask yourself clarifying questions. The important part here, I believe, is to reflect at the end of the week and really learn from your actions. We don't often take the time to do this, especially in our lives um, versus our work and as women. So this is a great one to prioritize and see how that shifts what you're doing the next week. Okay, number two, be present and connect. Even though we led with the energy that comes from kids leaving home, Alicia also shared so much. She had so much wisdom that I didn't even know she had, but she was really clear that making time to connect with your kids is essential. And she shared that listening, validating, and she also shared that you could apply this tip to a spouse, especially a retired one. So have time that you are present so that you can connect and time when you focus on your essential work. So this is really about attention to what you're doing, right? So whether that's being in relationship with someone in your household or doing your work or being in relationship with yourself, right? So be present and connect. And you could practice this for a whole lifetime. So you could definitely practice it for a week. All right, number three, know your future self. Know where you want to be in five years. We share this all the time in Flow 365. It's how we kick off every retreat weekend. And it is so empowering to do this exercise, to really let yourself dream. There's something magical about going out beyond a year. We do plan in 90-day seasons in Flow, but from this energy of our future selves. Because then you can go backward to figure out what you need to create today. What little things honor your future self? What step can you take toward getting there? And just a hint, I'm going to do a whole episode on future self soon, but just a hint, like your future self isn't as judgy about what she's going to eat because she's already eating in a way that's in alignment with her body. Does that make sense? So little things, our future self would easily make choices in a way that our today self might not be able to. So I love these doable changes. I loved my chat with Alicia. If you are inspired to learn more about Flow365, come on over to plansimple.com, check it out, read all about it. As this is going live, we're actually in an open enrollment period, so you can actually just come right in and sign up. We noticed yesterday, though, that people loved getting on the wait list because then you had an opportunity to be in more conversation with us. So we will add a button to the top of the page, which should be there by the time you get there, um, in case you want to be in conversation and ask specific questions. Um, But we would love to have you. It is life-changing, life-giving. It's really amazing to really envision, plan, and follow through in good company. Um, because we don't have to do this alone. All right, I will see you all on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast.
Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five-minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day. 